0: Welcome to Quotable, a female millennial entrepreneur podcast, the show by and for female millennial entrepreneurs who are building and running thriving, successful businesses while living life to the fullest. I'm your host, Alessandra Polina, owner of Quotable Media Co., a PR and media company. After nearly 10 years of building a PR agency, I've learned a lot about business and entrepreneurship, but the most valuable things have always come through conversation with other women who have been in it too. And I want to share all of that with you. So sit back, fill your coffee cup up, and listen in. Welcome back. I'm so excited to be here today with Melissa Bologna, founder and CEO of Beauty and the Broth. Melissa, thank you so much for coming on today. I'm so excited to talk to you.
1: Thank you, Alessandra. I'm super excited as well.
0: What um I like to kind of start with is just letting you explain to people what what your business is all about. Tell us what is Beauty and the Broth and how did it get started? And then we'll kind of jump into way more details from there.
1: All right. So Beauty and the Broth is what I like to think of the first of its kind um, direct to your front door bone broth company um, that is massively unique because it is shelf stable with no preservatives single serve and concentrated format so it's almost like a really really thick liquid that you dilute with water um so very customizable to your taste uh, to integrate bone broth anywhere and everywhere as part of your wellness routine and beauty in the broth was created out of um my need um had chronic digestive issues and initially, you know, it started when I was a kid and I didn't do anything to fix it. And then it caught up with me as an adult. I tried bone broth in New York, became obsessed. I couldn't believe that not only it healed my gut, but aided me with mental clarity, aided me with, um, lines in my face, my, my hair, skin and nails. Um, so then when I saw in Los Angeles, there wasn't as many places to kind of grab it and go. That's where the idea came from, and then as I did more research, seeing all the bone broths on the market, I really realized that there was a true need for a very clean and convenient and tasty product.
0: Wow, so, so how did you figure out like how to actually make it, make it as a product that you could actually sell to other people, send to other people? Um, like what goes into figuring? out how to actually go from something that you know is good and that you know you like and works well for you to something that you can actually sell to other people?
1: Uh, it wasn't easy and I don't have any kind of background in this. Um, it felt a bit like a video game where you, know, you would talk to as many people as possible, go down the route you felt was right, only to find big learning curves around every corner and uh, pieces of missing information. So initially, when I started this, I started talking to cooks and chefs and uh, nutritionists and coming up with the recipes. And I thought that I'd be producing this myself in an off-site kitchen mm. to serve the Los Angeles market. So that's how we started. And I quickly learned um, that, A, you know running a small kitchen in Los Angeles was massively costly, um, every time I was out that kitchen dealing with problems, it would take away from, you know, running my business. And, you know, I quickly pulled the plug on that to source a co-packer. And then that took a really long time, especially to produce a content like bone broth that's a really demanding time uh, cooking, you know, um, because otherwise it would just be stock. You want you want it to cook for a long time for the benefit magical bone broth which is when the bones break down
0: mm. and
1: so then i finally found a co-packer and it was then working with the co-packers to adapt my kitchen recipe that i learned about this concentrated format and that i did a pro and con list of shelf stable versus fresh only to find the apples to apples they were the same exact thing in hmm. fact. To me, shelf stable is arguably more convenient and in ways um, I almost think fresher just because of the whole element of putting the broth in the freezer, then fridge, then freezer, and it goes bad so quickly. Um, So it it was a huge learning curve and something I had no idea about day one.
0: Yeah. I mean, any kind of food product sounds just like so complicated to me. Like, I mean, not, I've never made any kind of product. I have a service based uh, business, but product sounds tricky. Food product sounds like there just must be so much that goes into like making sure it's going to be good. (laughs) So that sounds like really tough to me. And like, I can only imagine everything you had to kind of navigate there to figure out how to make it be like, has to like taste good, right? Too. And like, have the benefits that you wanted to have and package in a way that like people can buy it and it makes sense and like last for a certain amount of time once they get it home like that's a lot
1: a lot for sure goes into it and it's really really hard to get it to be consistent as well and you know every slight um not even ounce every slight little gram of change makes a huge difference to the flavor component um so consistency was another big one
0: yeah and I mean is it safe to so you're the like kind of the first bone broth company that is shelf stable like kind of subscription based right you send straight to people at their homes it's like it's pretty unique and pretty new and different too, right? I mean, like maybe that's because it's tough to do, like nobody nobody else had figured it out yeah. first, but it also seems like so unique and like worth it, like so worth figuring out how to make it work, but tell me like how like what does it look like now like in terms of you know, are you using that same package like uh partner that from before? Who who's making it now? Who's packaging it? How do you deal with like the day to day? Like, who's shipping it out? What does that look like in terms of your team and um, yeah, like the processes involved?
1: Yeah. So as far as the logistics side of things, we have a co-manufacturer in the northwest, and they they are the ones responsible for cooking it, and they source the bones. And they source from farms across America, typically for the chicken, they source from Mary's organic chicken, which is a very reputable and all grass-fed uh, free range farms, um, for the beef. So, you know, I'm lucky in that respect that I at least have their help sourcing ingredients, then of course, all the organic vegetables and they are a USDA organic facility. Um, so that's really, really awesome. And they really cook artisanal style cooking with everything intact. And they were really hard to find. And they are incredible, incredible teammates. I got very lucky. And then from there, I go somewhere else in the Midwest to be co-packed. So what happens there is they get shipped the broth in the concentrated format, which is also how I discovered this concentrated format mm. when I was there visiting the co-manufacturer and they had my cups there ready to sample all my broths, And I saw it sitting there, you know, to the side of the table in concentrated format. And I was like questioning, like, what's that? What's that? They're like, oh, that's just your broth. With the water taken out. That's how we ship it to the co-packer. So that's kind mm. of where that idea came from, which was a bit of a risk because there's a big educational process and a, and a value perception to the customer, even though I know that that broth is the same exact thing um, like a full cup of reconstituted broth, except it's way stronger. Um there's, it was definitely a risk because there's an educational process, but huge reward because it's very unique, very disruptive and very convenient to take everywhere.
0: Right. Uh, so people might see that and they're like, oh, but it's small. Or they might see that and like pour the whole thing into their cup and it's like way too, like too concentrated to enjoy in the way you're supposed to. Is that kind of what you mean by like the, like yes. the education? So-
1: Yes, so we are designed to have you add water in it, and we recommend eight ounces of water. So because it's in concentrated format, so your average cup of bone broth is three to five bricks, which is the measure of solids. Ours is 25 bricks in every Mm, pouch. So you cut that down however you like, which like I said, we recommend single serve eight ounces of water. And then it's like having two and a half cups of broth a day, which we also recommend. So it's an extremely potent clean product, and you know our co-packer co-manufacturers don't take any shortcuts. They cook it all very clean and intact. And as I mentioned, it goes to the co-packers in this concentrated format. They de-thaw it. They then fill it in our pouches. Um, and part of the the um, you know allure to this is the pouch itself for the shelf stability. Cause then it goes in these pouches and then it, it becomes retorted. So they bring the temperature slightly up and slightly back down, no preservatives. The magic is in the pouch.
0: Wow. And then
1: you have a finished product and our co-packer is also USD organic. Cause as I mentioned, um, actually, I actually didn't mention this. <laughs> I was in a conversation prior to this where, you know, it's challenging because if you want a USD organic product, everyone who touches this product needs to be a usd organic handler oh wow. which obviously i didn't know this going into it um, in, until the product is sealed and finished wow so then, yeah so then it goes to the co-packer who's also usd organic and then from there it gets shipped to our third party logistic in nashville tennessee and then that's where they kit the boxes you know they put the beautiful pink crinkle paper the rice husk BPA free cup that comes in our boxes with the hot sleeve and of course the, pou- the amount of pouches that were ordered then it goes off to the customer from there wow. um, and from you know you don't know what you don't know and I had no idea I was a little logistics that's <laughs> one of my favorite parts about running a business I feel like the marketing side just makes you want to rip my hair out but the logistics side I truly thrive off of and mm-hmm. I really love
0: Wow. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like a lot of logistics that go into it. And those are things that I feel like those are the kinds of things that seem like they kind of overwhelm people sometimes. Like, how do I figure out like how to ship it out or where it goes from here or whatever? But that's, that sounds like you have like a well oiled machine there for making this go from start to finish. And I love it. It's not, um, you haven't been doing this for for that, that long, right? When did you guys first, or when did you first start manufacturing or when did you first start like Selling to consumers, I guess.
1: We first launched, um, n- let's see, 2022, 2000. Was it? 2021? No, 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 no. We first launched November of 2020, mid November. So it's not been that terribly hmm. long.
0: Wow. Yeah. So it's been a lot of things to figure out. What, um, I want to back up for a second though, actually, before we go too much more into kind of like the specifics of creating the product and creating the brand and whatnot. I want to hear like, so I feel like bone broth is such a kind of trendy thing right now, but I feel like I don't know that much about it. And I feel like there's probably like a lot of other people. It's kind of like, yeah, I know it's supposed to be good for you, but like, (laughs) tell us a little more. Like, I know you kind of touched on like when you first, like why you first decided to do this, but tell us a little more about like why it's such a go to thing for like beauty and wellness specifically too. Like it's not like we're talking about it as like a, you know, food because of food. Like you really approach it from from like the beauty and wellness yes. angle, which I feel like is like pretty unique. Um and I want to just hear more about that, I guess.
1: Yeah. So to me, bone broth is incredible. It's like the holy grail. Um uh and it really, really is the fountain of youth. So wow. So what I like about bone broth, A, it's been around since caveman times, and I'm Mm -hmm. a very practical person, and things need to practically make sense for me to grasp the concept. Um, And to me, bone broth makes sense in the fact that back in the day, you know, they would hunt, they would use every single part of the animal for food, shelter, clothing, down to the bones where they would simmer it to heal themselves after battles and things like this. So that to me makes sense then moving on to modern day they say that bone broth's purpose is for leaky gut and what is leaky gut leaky gut is when you have poor digestion which most people a lot of people do no one has a perfect gut um Hmm. and of course there's people that eat eat healthier than others and even their gut's are not likely to be perfect it's a journey it's not something that happens overnight so when you have bad digestion some worse than others food particles seep through your gut and then cells go to fight it because they think it's an invader and then that's when your body starts to get sick and inflamed and inflammation is a key word here and when you drink bone broth bone broth literally fills in the holes in your gut caused by poor digestion. So it acts as a barrier, which is absolutely wild. Yeah. And lets food particles pass through without leaking out and then in turn pumps your gut with natural occurring collagen, proteins, and amino acids. Um, So that alone is amazing. But then when you really, really break it down, part of the magic of bone broth comes from the bone broth itself and the gut microbiome itself. Um, Since bone broth, as we gathered up till now, is very healing for the gut, the fact that it physically fills in the holes, the collagen aspect. And so so good skin comes from the gut. Like you could put all these face creams on, spend all these money on facials, And you could still be wondering like, why do I still have these pimples or what have you? And you really have to look internally because what are you doing from the inside to reinforce the barrier that you're doing from the outside? So that's the first thing, being really high in natural occurring collagen. And I'm someone who's come from a modeling and acting background and I've tried everything on my face and I would even get Botox. And when that Botox would wear off on my little crow's feet, um, it was like, I, 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 I'm like, Oh my God, I have to go to the doctor. Um, because you know, to me it was super noticeable from drinking bone broth, that little timer, um, of the Botox wear off completely went away, which was shocking wow. to me. Cause I will spend ridiculous money on face creams too, because when you think the perception, Oh, it's really expensive. It must work. I, I'm one of those people. <laughs> um so so that's one thing with bone broth the beauty aspect but then when it comes to the wellness aspect it's amazing how much information we are finding out about the gut and this is just the tip of the iceberg like hmm. our personalities people don't know this our personalities literally come from the gut
0: they've hmm. done
1: testing in labs doing fecal transplants on mice and when they transfer the stool into the other mouths they take on the personality of the other mouse. What? that is tried and true
0: oh my um, god
1: yeah and the pun gut feeling it's because emotions come from your gut and oftentimes if you suffer from anxiety or depression that too comes from the gut um wow. so and then 85 percent of our immunity comes from the gut and our gut's been known to be called the second brain so the fact that bone broth goes into your gut and regulates the trillions of microbes in your gut while lining it and and while nourishing you with the with the nutrients your body needs is an absolute home run and and i would never create a company based on a trend i remember when i had this idea i don't even know if it was ugh, I'm losing track 33, three years ago at this point three and a half time flies
0: it's so hard to like remember when something happened lately I
1: I know it really is um speaking of which it's also really great for brain fog (laughs) because that also comes from the gut right? oh my god so it really helps with that um so so with bone broth um when I was starting this, I, people were saying to me, Oh, it's a trend. Oh, it's a trend. And this was many years ago. And I remember doing all my research on it and this was blowing up in 2017. And people to this day think it's like a new thing, Hmm. but I think it's something that's here to stay. And I firmly believe it's going to be drank like tea and coffee. People even replace coffee with it um, because it gives you that much more benefit and it gives you natural energy.
0: Wow. I had no idea. I thought, I mean, like, again, I've heard of it. I've heard of people who like, you know, consume bone broth like regularly. I guess I never thought of it as like instead of your morning drink, I'm still very much someone who I guess I, I'm i like, what's the difference between like bone broth and like soup? Like why wouldn't you eat it in a bowl with a spoon like as a meal compared to as a morning drink? But I mean, everything so, you're saying, oh, yeah, go, go ahead if you have, like, an actual answer for that.
1: There's no, no one-size-fits-all. Like, um, when I have my bone broth, I'll have it as a drink because it's convenient and quick. And right. I know I want to integrate it in my routine. However, there are times when I'll meal prep at home, and I will use it as the base of my soups. Um, so how whatever is best for you to integrate it into your life um go
0: for it I think I saw something on your website too of like like you had different like recipes and things like that and like putting it into smoothies and stuff like that too like that's something I never would have thought of
1: totally
0: so it doesn't really matter how you consume it it's going to have those effects on your gut which are then gonna kind of like spiral out to the rest of your life it sounds like like kind of your whole body is gonna is gonna benefit I I mean I don't know. I hope people who listen to this they' I hope they're not all like, wow, she's like, duh. Like everybody knew this. So like, <laughs> why didn't she know this yet? But I didn't know about all of this. So I think that's really, that sounds really amazing. Um,
1: I never knew any of it. And there's a huge learning curve too to the gut microbiome that stuns me. I didn't know any of this. I just knew I was passionate about bone growth. This is something that I learned to know because of the nature of my business.
0: Right. It's like you knew it was good, but you didn't really know like exactly why or how. Do you have to do a lot of that education for consumers and like for people like customers and trying to get people to like, you know, buy the, try the product for the first time? Or do you find that you are attracting a lot of people who already do know this stuff and they're already like into bone broth and then they find like you as a great option for these concentrates shipped to their house?
1: I think it's a bit of both. Like we're definitely very big in the biohacking world and those customers know what's up. And then there's a bunch, which is also really, really exciting. It makes me really proud. And I think partly due to the way we market and, and our marketing itself with the name beauty and the broth and the fact that collagen powders have become a big thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's really, and, and our name makes it more relatable uh, to people just interested in, you know kind of like beauty and wellness to to be intrigued by the bone broth and to ignite a conversation with us um and then i think they too just like i was are amazed about what you learn about why it all connects like i said i'm i'm really practical the practical side of it and and why it makes sense why this actually does aid in your beauty why it does aid in your mental and physical health
0: yeah yeah, I mean, I think that there's a, like there's as I mean as you surely know, and the the people who are interested in in this without like too much extra, um, oh, what am I even trying to say? <laughs> like if I know there are people out there who like put so much effort into researching like these things, like as you said, like you know I follow people who have like all the different collagen powders and all the different like things to add into their morning coffee or like a, a morning elixir for like you know, way beyond just like your normal vitamins, right? And like <laughs> extra nutrients, um, kind of like that biohacking, I guess. Yeah, um, I feel like there's like a whole kind of market there of people who are just really interested in finding like things that you can add into your day to just make your body kind of work at its highest performance right and this is kind of that's kind of one place where this totally fits in
1: and it's funny too because I'm like the worst at taking (laughs) medicine or supplements I just I it never happens like and I consciously want to integrate those things but I find it really hard so what I will have bone broth I'll have my coffee and I'll have bone broth and it's my breakfast and it doesn't to me feel like a supplement or this or that or an addition it just feels like my routine um and and it serves a purpose right girl gets hungry girl has bone broth is no longer hungry and then you know you're getting all that benefit with you know providing yourself with a service that you would do with or without wanting to add something because you know you have a need you're hungry
0: yeah. No, I think that's, it's, you're right. It's like an e. it's such a like obvious way to add something like that into your day. I feel like that's, if that's a good point. I'm also terrible with like remembering to take my vitamins and supplements. <laughs> daily uh-huh. But I always want to like, yeah, if there's something easy that you can do to like make your body work better, why not? Right. That's
1: totally. And the ease of using our product was something super important to me. The amount of times when i at the way beginning when i didn't have a ton of products um you know made so i you know <laughs> i couldn't get high on my own supply initially because <laughs> i needed it for samples or this or that um so i would meal prep bone broth and i had a big bat of it in the fridge and i would meal prep you know soup with it and just pour the broth and i have my little soup fix fixings and the mental thought of getting the big vat and heating it up, putting it in the bowl versus just grabbing my pouch, pouring it in and adding the hot water. It's so funny because oh, yeah. it, even though it's similar, it's so different. And every time I'd offer my pouch, it was just way quicker and way easier. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm really proud of the convenience to make it a simple, easy choice to integrate into someone's life.
0: Yeah, that ease of use is so important. Like it's such yeah, with food and like things that you need to consume. I I totally hear you there. Like if something is simple, even if it's like something I've prepped like myself but put it into like containers or something and it's like you just have to take it out of the fridge, versus like something that like where it really doesn't take any more time or effort to even like prepare it separately, but like I'm like, Oh, I don't wanna do that. I'm not gonna bother. It's like that ease of just taking out a pouch I could see being like just huge
1: yeah totally
0: if it's something you want to like integrate into your life every day blah 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 speaking of which um I wanted to ask like what how do you like what is your in terms of you know having started this company a couple of years ago um you also you kind of touched on like the fact that you've been like a model and an actor and kind of had a, a what like a past a past life or are you still doing some of that like how do you manage your work-life balance and what does that look like in terms of like your daily routines and stuff
1: so I am fully 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 in beauty in the broth um and if you if you want something to be a success you really do need to be all in Mm -hmm. so I am all in and all my talents all my careers um have definitely had definitely come to fruition in this very moment.
0: They've um, all led you to bone broth. <laughs> yeah,
1: but, but all those talents with modeling and acting, I'm telling you, helped. Like my efficiency on photo shoots. Um, you know, whether I'm in it or I'm getting models for it. Like I, I, I run a tight set. I know what, what shots I need. Mm. I, I know how to get it done um, thriftily, and and even with you know podcasts or any sort of interviews. Uh, I'm not shy, I could talk, Um, so my whole career, I swear, has prepared me for this moment, it's crazy.
0: You never would have thought that those things were going (laughs) to go into start, did you ever think you were going to start, like, a business, kind of, like, like this, I mean, I guess, I feel like the, I feel like the, like, modeling and acting is kind of entrepreneurial in some ways, Um, I don't have, Personal experience, but my my son does a little bit of modeling, um, so I'm kind of his momager, uh, and it has a lot of kind of similarities to like running your own business or having to like you know it's being very personally responsible, I guess, for your for your well being and your um, um monetary well being, financial situation, things like that, just similar to to running a business but um did you ever think that you were gonna do something like this later on I
1: wouldn't say like this um I think I knew one day I would start a business I went to school for international marketing and business
0: Mm -hmm. um
1: and I've had kind of like the little entrepreneurial bug since I was a kid I was always like raking leaves um I raised money for the American Heart Association I'd order little inventors kits um and all you know maybe once a year wake up in a cold sweat with an idea but I never execute upon it because it's just an idea and it's just something I came up with but I this is something that came from a need which I feel is different and I never thought I would be making a product or especially a food product um and a lot definitely does go into it as we discussed so I'm it's beyond my wildest dreams.
0: <laughs> You're like, this was not the easiest option of what you could have like gone with <laughs> yes. for creating a business, but but it was like the kind of thing that once it came up, you were like, I can't not do this. Like I need to share this with the world and that is what makes an amazing business, right?
1: Exactly.
0: I just wanted to pop on quickly to let you know that we are relaunching our PR bootcamp and what that means is that we're starting a new cohort we have had a group of women going through this program for the last several months and we are now opening it up again to another group we are capping this group at 10 people so you will be one of 10 people going through our PR PR bootcamp And it's a group program with lots of videos and stuff that you can do on your own time, homework, worksheets, things like that, but also monthly live workshops with me and a weekly accountability, a Facebook group where we talk through anything and everything and provide a lot of opportunities. And then weekly emails from me, checking in, getting feed, asking, you know, giving feedback, all of that stuff. And just constant accountability, I know that one of the hardest parts of doing an online course or any kind of program like that is the accountability and making sure you're actually going to do it and that you're completing the program and getting the results that you were expecting or wanting to get. And so that is why we have been doing this program as a group program, um, which I've just have found to be totally different than when we offered it as a DIY course, like at your own pace it is so different now. We've had such a great time with this group of women and I hope that if it's something that you've been considering, if you've been interested in doing PR for your brand or your business, um, look into this because this is a great opportunity to do that. And as I said, we only have 10 spots. I'll include a link in the show notes. So take a look at that and let me know if you have any questions. What do you, like, what does your day-to-day look like in terms of running this business? Because obviously, like, you're not the one making the broth anymore, like, on a daily basis. Um, I feel like you do, well, actually, two-part question, because I also want to hear about, like, and I don't know if this is related or not, so it might be two different questions. (laughs) I want to touch a little bit, though, on, like, the marketing and sales aspect. Like, how are you getting people to buy this? But also, what is your day-to-day, like, what are you actually doing? What is? Do you have a team? What does it look like in terms of, like, you know getting this product out to more people
1: it's not easy and once again it's not one size fits all um day-to-day it's different I try to keep things consistent um like calls with team members um being a startup right I'm primarily self-funded I do have an angel investor that came in pre-product a family friend um but other than that like we are we our self fulfilling prophecy getting by on our sales, and where did the sales come from? Um, you know, we have a few different ways to analyze that. One of them being Google Analytics, mm-hmm. a, one of them being, you know, we do a podcast or we do a giveaway or we do something and we give some sort of discount code. You can see it that way. Um, when people check out, we have a survey question where did you hear about us? Uh, and it, it's crazy on the day to day, you know, we get sales every single day now, which is great. Mm-hmm. I'm very, very proud of our sales numbers, but seeing where they all come from, it's funny because you really do have to build a machine. It comes from tastings, it comes from podcasts, it comes from um, activations with other brands, giveaway with other brands. It comes from running ads on Google ads. It comes on, from word of mouth, it comes from, um, A or B or C retail account. Um, and and it's incredible when you get, you know, a bunch of sales in a day and you see that they come from all these different areas. It really is a funnel.
0: Um, it's like, you have to do all the things though, because you can't feel like, okay, everything's coming from this one place. Let's focus there. It's like, there's so, there's so many almost like opportunities or options when it comes to, to where you can sell through or where you can get your traffic from, and that almost sounds overwhelming to me.
1: Yeah, so so, uh, you, you know, the first year was a huge learning curve. Like we've spent a lot of money on places it shouldn't have been spent because it didn't make translations or sales. And being a startup, every dollar, especially you know on stuff like that, it, it's it can be really hurtful or really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um. So now we've definitely fine tuned it more to spend on what is working. And, you know, as far as day to day, it's challenging uh, because, you know, I'm one person and I have a lot of jobs. And like I told you, I love the logistics aspect and, you know, being on top of the supply chain and, and I love product development. I want nothing more than to have a bunch more products, but it's, um, it, it, it's hard to set aside time for development. I'm really proud we launched our vegan recipe last month. Um, but but it took a really long time because now that we're operational, I need to spend my day-to-day running the business, dealing with customers. Um, you know, we have some awesome freelance freelancers that help us with marketing. We have an email team. We have this amazing woman named Benita that helps us with our marketing and business operations. Um, you know, we deal with copywriters. I deal with developing the different boxes, um, with making sure with inventory is big parts. Without inventory, mm. we don't have a product to sell. Without a product to sell, we don't have a business. And you know, today's day and age, a lot of supply chains are massively backed up. True. So that's something I'm very aggressive about staying on top of. Um. So so the day gets eaten up pretty pretty quickly. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then of course marketing it and uh, um, you know doing activations for the future. This guy's the limit, and it's a fun career because it is what you make of it, but it's a stressful career because it is what you make of it. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Totally understand. That's so true. It's like the, yeah, there's so much possibility, but that also means, like, yeah so much you can do (laughs) and it's hard to turn off right like when it's your thing like how do you do you do anything kind of like an evening routine to wind down the day or um, anything like that for just like make sure that you're not spending your entire life like working
1: yeah that's something I've learned to get a better handle on because I tend to be a pretty intense person and with this job, you really can be working every hour of the day if you wanted to be right? Because it and feels not-
0: like it feels like the more you do, the faster you'll become more successful, right? And so it's like, oh, but I could just do this now. I don't want to wait until tomorrow at nine o'clock just to say, my work day is starting again
1: totally. So so the biggest thing I think is you really do have to be kind to yourself and remind yourself that a, this is a choice you've done, and b you know, without you happy and optimal performance, there is no business. So I, uh, to me, a day ending in Y is an opportunity to work on my business. So I don't say, hey, it's Saturday, Sunday, turn it off. Like uh, I I actually like working on the weekends. Like Sunday is my favorite work day Hmm. because I get on top of everything. Mondays are always busy. Everything comes in, all the calls. So Sunday is like a huge catch-up day before the storm on Monday. Mm-hmm. But then you know, like maybe on a Wednesday, I'll do some work, and I'm, I say, you know, I'm gonna take a few hours, take my dogs to the park. So I don't, I don't, I don't give myself uniform hours. Um, I just work whenever possible, with also treating myself kindly. Some rituals I like to do. I I like to take a bath. Um, I really enjoy spending time with my dogs, and it sounds a little corny, but when I see them happy, it makes me very happy. Um, so, so I like to do stuff like that. I'm guilty to um, play video games at night. So, <laughs> some nights I'll do nothing and stay in, and um, you know, just work literally on my laptop till I fall asleep. Other nights I'll see friends. Other nights I'll play video games.
0: I love it, though. I mean, yeah, that's it's like embracing when you're in the mood to work, when you're going to be productive is like when when your body is telling you that that you feel like working. I feel like that can be a lot more beneficial than being like, OK, it's, you know, a certain time of the day, so I should be working. And then sometimes like you sit there for, you know, three hours and you don't get more done than what you could have done in like 20 minutes when you're really feeling super motivated about it. So that can be a really great way to go about it if you have that flexibility
1: yeah absolutely
0: is there anything you do when you aren't feeling like motivated and you do have to get something done or like have some kind of deadline like anything that or just that keeps you kind of like excited about it you know after months of like hard work
1: I I, I'm not gonna lie to you Goes through hills and valleys Uh, it's the passion is what keeps me there but obviously there's times of extreme stress times of fatigue times of like you know hills and valleys so um um, I take advantage when I am feeling really productive and motivated and I become like a computer or then there's times where like, I have like an aversion and I'm like, I just can't do it. I can't get it done. Um, so like I said, I just really try to be kind to myself. I try to treat myself to something. I try to go work out. Um, Cause that really helps with my head space. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and then there's times because I know how aggressive I could be, that I want everything done i want i have unrealistic unrealistic expectations and i say to myself like hey you're in a great place you're doing great sales numbers just take take it as it comes if it doesn't grow as fast as you like relax um so uh, eventually obviously if i'm in that state of mind eventually i'll have these deadlines but i tend to work the best (laughs) under pressure
0: hey, whatever works, right? As long as you can recognize what's the best for you and you're obviously making it happen. Is, is there anything that you think has been like the, like, what do you think, what do you, if, is there like something you can pinpoint as like what has helped you become successful or what, what has helped like this business actually like make it to this point so far?
1: Um, I think every, everything we've done has helped us to be stepping stones since day one. Um, any brand we've worked with, any influencer, every every retail account, every place to get your product name out there, even if it doesn't translate right away, people have to hear things a few times. Mm-hmm. I, I'm guilty of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think just constantly pushing an uphill battle and finding different creative ways to um, educate people about your product, to have them try the product. Like I'm a big fan of like uh, doing tastings. I'll go do them myself um, at either like a workout studio, Hmm. a hotel, one of our retail accounts. And you know, some people walk by and ignore you. Some people stop and engage, but I have to tell you, every time I've done a tasting, something big has come out of it. Hmm. Um, all it takes is meeting one person and that one person loves it. That one person tells their community that one person has their own workout studio. Um, so I think the, the larger you could cast your net and have as many people find out about you, the better.
0: Yeah. I like what you said too. Like, I think it's really important. It's like, especially when you're first starting but also just every step along the way of of your business is like keeping in mind what one like the impact that one person can have because I think it can be easy to kind of get caught up in the idea of like oh I need to like do these things that are going to get me in front of like hundreds of people or thousands of people and like if only three people are going to show up to like this thing or that event or whatever it is like is that that's not worth my time but honestly, the one person who comes to something like could be the person who has way more impact than like hundreds of people who aren't going to end up, you know, ever purchasing or have any reason, you know, any further connection, like keeping in mind that one, every single person has the potential to be like a life changing, like whatever, a life changing person for your brand or a life changing situation that they could help put you in. Like that's, I think such an cool way to think about it i think that's really true and important
1: and it's night and day with quality versus quantity Mm. because i could i could have beauty in the broth on a billboard with our best selling points have thousands of people see it and that will not translate i could talk to a group of five people with the with the passion and enthusiasm i have and walk them through why i love beauty in the broth and not only will they be lifetime customers, but they tell their community. And mm-hmm. so I think it's that quality time and the delivery of quality content to them and having a real conversation versus just, you know, a, a logo and image and bullet points, it's that personal connection.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I so agree. I think that's that's so huge. Um... And such a good, like, yeah, such a good thing to keep in mind because, again, I don't know, I just feel like it's easy to get caught up in, you know, people get caught up in numbers because it's something that, like, it feels good to be able to track and say, you know, I got in front of this many people or something. You know, people, I think there's, like, almost, like, a false, and sometimes it's important, of course, but there's a bit of a false kind of, like, um, emphasis, I guess, on, like, numbers being the most important metric when it's not necessarily always the case.
1: Yeah,
0: totally. Um, what? It, so I wanted to kind of I haven't forgotten what you just kind of mentioned when we were talking about something else and kind of glossed over it. But you mentioned launching a, a vegan bone broth. So my I was gonna ask like what, um, like where are you kind of going from here? Like what what do you have coming up in the future? I want to just first for a second go back to what you said about your most recent launch. How the heck do you launch a vegan bone broth? There are obviously am I missing something? There's no vegan like bones, right? Like, (laughs) I want to hear more about this.
1: Yes, we call it vegan broth, because you're right, there is no bones in it. Um, And this is something I wanted to launch with, but it was incredibly difficult. Um, So I'm very, very proud of it. It has, it's, it's also USC organic, it has mushrooms, chickpea miso, Um, whole chickpeas, uh, ginger puree, um, pea protein, and seaweed in it. Wow. So so while it doesn't have collagen in it, it has these ingredients that mimic the benefits of collagen, and it tastes really freaking good. It's (laughs) one of my favorite recipes.
0: Wow. So it's a good way to change up, like even if you're not vegan, like you think it's a good way to kind of change up your routine once in a while, and then if you are vegan, it gives you a good – opportunity to sort of like try the bone broth kind of and get some of those same get get essentially some of the same benefits that it mimics
1: yes absolutely so so i'm very very proud of it that way we're not alienating a market and and a market that's important we do have a lot of vegetarian customers Mm. that this is the one way with our chicken or beef bone broth that they'll take their protein because they don't associate it with eating meat, since it's Hmm. effectively, you know, the bones breaking down over a long cook time, Um, but then there's people who don't do that at all, so obviously, the vegan recipe is a great option for them. Uh, We're working on a dog bone broth, Um, because, like, I don't like to alienate people, (laughs) and, um, you know, dogs are such an important part of my life, so we're working on a dog one that's actually so good. We're working on um, a, a few flavors for the dogs, but one of them is turkey, and you know, obviously, I tried it because <laughs> I mean, we're dogs, but it's human ingredients, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna work on a turkey one for the fall for humans as well, and then I'm working on something I like to call beauty blends, which is pretty much like luxury herbs that you just drop in your broth um, to change up the flavor um because we have some customers that have been with us since day one and you know as much as i love the broth i think it's fantastic tasting imagine having something every day yeah you want to keep um, it interesting want to change it up a bit so that's something i'm also very excited about
0: cool that sounds really interesting so we'll have to keep an eye on like the website to to see when those new products yeah. launch Awesome. So I always ask people, is there one thing that you wish you had known more about when you first started the business?
1: Um, yes. I wish I knew more about the digital marketing landscape.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: that's an area we burnt a lot of money on um, mm-hmm. and, the, you know, trying it a few times um, in different ways. Um, so you would just have to trust people because I didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, at the beginning, you, spent a lot of money on branding and the website because I said, okay, this website's going to be my shop, my storefront, and effectively a lot cheaper than a real life storefront. Mm-hmm. So I got swayed by these big ticket items only to find out um, you could get it done way cheaper and honestly way way better just like with the face creams you know where I'm like a oh, $300 face cream it must have to be better I thought the same thing with branding agencies and website agencies mm. and I have to tell you a 2020 hindsight I was completely wrong and could have saved a lot of money to spend elsewhere and in areas I know work and are effective, but at that time, I didn't know what that was, and I'm still learning every day, Right. so just being more cognizant of big-ticket items.
0: So, wait, just to clarify, I don't usually, like, ask follow-up questions to that question, but that seems like I, I want to clarify for a second. Like, so you spent money on a big, like, website design firm, for example. Um, like, you feel like you could have used, like, Shopify or something, and, like, it would have had already kind of, like, all the capabilities that you needed, or just that if you had found, like, a smaller, cheaper agency, they could have created just as good of a website?
1: So we are on Shopify, so we got an agency to custom design a website for our shopify platform okay however i am not in the website world and what i didn't know is that most of our website was custom coded which put handcuffs on us that we could only use a coder to fix things on our website meanwhile shopify uh, has templates a bunch of beautiful ones you could buy for like a hundred bucks already made we've actually after all that money spent on the uh, website we've switched over to this really? and, you know things you don't like um about it if there's anything then you get a coder to come in and, and tweak those things and make it perfect for so you so easily um, yeah so that and the custom coding sets yourself up for a lot of glitches and errors and, and this that the other mm. so that was a huge mistake and honestly it got if, if you don't know this, you get bamboozled. So, right. Um, it's, it's definitely worth the areas you don't know, digging in a little deeper and not worry about time and launching and just be very thoughtful because it's a quick way to burn up money.
0: Such a good point. And then you also, I also wanted to almost ask more about the digital marketing space. Cause as you said too, you have spent a lot of money there and, um, and I feel like everybody says that. So I wanted to, do you feel that you, like, did you have to kind of, in for that kind of stuff, like, do you have to kind of test things and see what works and what doesn't work and then put more money into what works? Or do you feel like there was something you shouldn't have even bothered with at all? Or, Or, yeah, is that my question? Or do you feel like that there was some way you could have known more? Or it was like, you have to test and everybody would have to do those same tests to see what works the best for them.
1: So, I think regardless, you should test. It doesn't have to be in a meaningful way, but I'm not someone that could run it myself because oh, right. I, I think I have a basic understanding um, and I could do a, the basics, but there's way better ways to optimize these digital ads you mm. run and to take that data and to just keep rejigging it. And I kept backing the wrong people to do it that you know weren't getting any translations and of course you listen to them and you believe them and I think they're speaking from a rightful place I just think that you know everyone has their own business and genre of business and some people are better equipped than others to handle whatever that specific business is or have a better understanding Of the digital marketplace and pay more attention. I've I've had a lot of, I've had a lot of issues with agencies um, because I feel like they don't focus on you. Um, They just kind of maybe check on your stuff one time a week, and you know those other agencies like our PR team, they're absolutely incredible. Um, So you know I'm I'm a big fan of freelancers which you have to kiss a few frogs there too. Um, but I, I, or you could also find some great agencies, but you just have to really, really watch out to who's doing a good job for you.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Like you have to kind of maybe skip, you have to try, try a couple things until you figure out what's the best. And it's hard to know up front. but, um, Almost it's, I guess what's hard is too, it's, you're sort of like, I should stay to, to see if they figure it out. Like we've already invested this much time and effort. Like maybe we just need to test a few more things. Right. But, or, or it's like, is it time to actually cut our losses now and find somebody who might be better? Like, and not spend more time trying to figure it out here and knowing when, when that's the right move and when it should be like, no, I should try something else.
1: Yeah. it's like you don't know them. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah awesome is there one last thing like any piece of advice or one last thing you'd want to share with other entrepreneurs who are going along this same like like not the same but a, a business journey you know entrepreneurial journey
1: I would say never give up um, I think people are scared um, to create something in fear of either failure or fear of you know money or basically i think you're a failure what if it doesn't work out yeah um but the thing is a so much comes out of it b you can't fail if you don't give up there's always a way and i just firmly believe so much good comes out of it and if you can't back yourself who can you back and there's always a solution what i've truly learned even in the craziest of situations there's always a solution Mm -hmm. and you live one life so i just say you dive right in the deep end and you go and do it
0: i love it i love that that's so so good amazing tell people how can they find you online how can they connect with you buy the bone broth all of that good stuff
1: sure so our website uh, where you could find us buy our bone broth read our blogs is the beauty in the broth dot com our instagram is at the beauty and the broth and to find me personally it's at melissa bologna and bologna has no g
0: ah okay We'll put that in the, we'll put that in the show notes <laughs> if we can find you. <laughs> amazing. Thank you so much. This sounds amazing. I hope people go out and buy some of this phone broth. Not that I'm here to sell Just I'm not here as like a salesperson, but I am so curious to like see this kind of impact. I think it's a really unique product and company that you've built. So very cool to meet you. And thank you so much for coming on here today.
1: Thank you so much, Alessandra. It's so great to meet you as well. And I appreciate you supporting the cause.
0: (laughs) Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this show, please subscribe to Quotable, a female millennial entrepreneur podcast, wherever you listen. So you won't miss the next episode and leave a review on iTunes. So other people will be able to find us easily. Also, don't be shy to get in touch with me or anyone you've heard on the show. We're all about connecting and our Instagram handles and contact links are always in the show notes or online at quotablemediaco.com slash podcast. If you want to join the community of other female millennial entrepreneurs, join our Facebook group by searching female millennial entrepreneurs on Facebook. Talk to you soon and see you there.